Welcome to the ABHA Listen and Learn Podcast, where we discuss the latest issues related to hearing and balance healthcare. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. Dana Day and Dr. Susan Schmidt. Hello, I'm Dr. Dana Day. And I am Dr. Susan Schmidt, and welcome to the ABHA Listen and Learn Podcast, hosted by Arizona Balance and Hearing. And this is where we discuss all of the latest and all of the greatest advances in testing and treatment of all hearing and balance issues. Education is at the heart of our core values at ABHA, one Dr. Schmidt and I take very seriously, the education of both ourselves and mostly our patients. That is why we are here today. And to that end, if anyone who is listening has any specific questions you would like answered on this podcast, please go to questions at arizonabalance.com and Arizona is spelled out. So questions at arizonabalance.com and we will be sure to answer them in one of our upcoming podcasts. And also don't forget to click subscribe so you don't miss any of our future awesome episodes. Hello, Susan and Robin. How are both of you today? Doing good. Good. Now that we are headed into fall, which means if you live in, in Phoenix, Arizona, which means that the temperature hopefully is below 110, uh, what plans do you guys have to celebrate the end of the monsoons and the 115 degree weather? Good question. <laughs> um, this time of year, um, it's just, you know, it looks like any other time of year here. <laughs> it's just a little, it's just a little bit cooler. So you can, you can get out, you can tolerate things. Um, you can, um, you can go up north and it's not snowing yet. So you can go, um, for hikes and things like that. Um, so, it's just, you know, it's the beginning of the time where people actually want to live here. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's kind of a nice thing, I think. Yeah. How about you, Rowan? I like to get on the road and do like Susan said, you know, go up north, pop the top on the convertible and enjoy the cooler weather. Because as most people who live here year round realize, that's about the time the snowbirds come in. Yes. So, and I live in the part of town where there's a lot of snowbirds. Yes. Sir. So I want to get out of town only because they go very slow in traffic. <laughs> and I like to at least do the speed limit or a few miles above. So yeah, hitting the road, put the top down on the convertible and enjoying the cooler weather. Wow, that sounds fun. Mm -hmm. Wow. How about you? <laughs> you know, I'm just kind of getting used to having an empty house. Right. So <laughs> I'm, I'm adjusting. But it's a good adjustment, and I'm actually looking forward to taking a week off uh, to do something for me—a vacation with a friend. And uh, I've never—I haven't done that in an awful long time. So I told my kids I'm going to be gone and out of pocket. And so, you know, you're in college now, and you'll be adults through it all. So right. I'm very excited about that. That is exciting. Yeah, I don't—I don't know what to do with myself. I've never done a vacation that, well, not not never, but it's been a very long time right. since I've done a vacation that's been about me. <laughs> so, right, not all intertwined with all the kids and everything. Yeah, making right. sure you got everything that they need. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Exactly. And I I have to say though, um, I am appreciative of when we had the monsoons, we did get some rain um, mm -hmm. because we are in a severe drought. And I never 
I'm opposed to rain. Um, right. So I was happy about that. Um, but hopefully we'll get some good snowfall up in the North Country this winter. And though I tell everybody it would take years for us to have good monsoons and good snowfall, but anything to help through this incredible drought. Right. Um, exactly. But so... I have to tell you, this happened to me, and, and that's why we're going to talk about this subject today. Uh, recently, I was consulting with an attorney on a patient that had sustained a concussion. And one of the things that he stated was, well, we're not really sure that she had a concussion because there wasn't a lot of damage it was a motor vehicle accident. So there wasn't a lot of damage to the car. And I cringed. <laughs> I literally cringed. And I said, <clears throat> could we get together and talk about what is a concussion and what isn't a concussion? And so we did. And I went through everything. And this was the plaintiff's attorney. And the plaintiff called me up later and said, I am so grateful for your conversation because even my own attorney didn't believe I had a concussion. So mm. there are, just like there's myths in everything, uh, I think it's really important to understand what is a concussion and what isn't. So I thought it would be nice that we could discuss it so that maybe statements like there was not enough damage to the vehicle, which, by the way, is ridiculous, uh, you know, changes people's ideas of what might be a concussion and, and what people may be suffering in silence. Because n nobody really, it's not like having a broken arm and you have it in a cast right. and you see it. People see that broken arm. Oh, we're sorry, sorry, you got a broken arm. When you have a broken brain, if you will, or damaged your brain, you can't see it. So everybody looks fine. They're acting fine until they're not acting fine. Right. And then it's, well, they're having a bad day or, you know, this or that. It certainly can't be the concussion. So I thought this would be a good topic to talk about. Um, I do want to say right off the bat that Dr. Schmidt and I are not medical doctors. We do not diagnose concussions. So this is, this is what I, it's really important. So what we're going to do today is we're going to review the protocols that are out there. And we're going to also talk about what we see from the auditory and balance standpoint of a concussed patient. Mm -hmm. So again, we are not MDs. We do not diagnose concussion but we do see concussion and we have seen concussion for years. And so we're going to just rely on our years of knowledge and what we've learned from our patients who have given us a wealth of that knowledge and continue to do so. So, um, so there are um, specific criteria um, when you have a concussion um, that physicians go by to determine did you actually suffer a concussion or or not? Okay, so 
There's lots of organizations that um, put out their symptoms of a concussion, those little guidelines, those criteria criteria that say, okay, based on, you know, if you have this, this, and this, and this, I think you have a concussion. Um, so some of those um, organizations like the Mayo Clinic um, has posted guidelines. Johns Hopkins has um, as well the American Association of Neuro Neuro Neurological Surgeons. Um, they all have guidelines and symptoms of what is a concussion and what is not a concussion. Um, and so these symptoms can range from what we would call more mild to what we would call more severe. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, these symptoms can last for hours. These symptoms can last for days. These symptoms can last for months. These symptoms can last for years. Yes. Okay. Um, so they're all inclusive. Um, so some of the symptoms um, that are said to be caused by concussion are um, a headache, mm -hmm. feeling a pressure in the head. Mm -hmm. um, we do hear that quite often mm -hmm. after a concussion, so that's a big one. Um, temporary loss of consciousness. Now, it's a, you don't have to lose consciousness. Um, some say, okay, yeah, we think, um, you know, if you lose consciousness, then yes, you have a, con a concussion. Um, but that's not a criteria for everybody. No, and I think it should be noted that the CDC, who has the criteria, it is not a criteria on the CDC protocol okay. for concussion. Okay. So a temporary loss of consciousness is on, I believe, Mayo Clinic or Johns Hopkins, can't remember. But the, the point being is, it's not a criteria. You can have it, you can't have it. So one mm -hmm. of the things that you'll be asked is, did you lose consciousness? Right. And some people will say, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And they think, well, if they say, I don't know, then obviously they didn't. No, they don't know. <laughs> <laughs> because there's that adrenaline shift that goes when you've had an injury, whether it be in a motor vehicle, whether it be hitting your head on something, you know, I know that the other day I kind of bonked my toe and the, the adrenaline was, okay, don't, don't swear <laughs> in front of all these people and just d don't look like a fool you know, <laughs> and trip or fall or make a big deal of this. So that adrenaline that right. keeps us going and we may not know mm -hmm. and we may not remember certain things or we, we may remember everything or we may lose consciousness. Right. Yes. Um, but another, another factor is you kind of feel like you're in a fog. So that yes. might play mm -hmm. into that as well. Right. Um, so you're like, I, I really, I, it's just confusing what actually happened. I don't remember everything. So being in a fog is one of them. Um, memory loss around that event. Same, same kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, don't really remember exactly what happened. Um, in the realm of audiology, dizziness, that's a big one that we see. Yes. Um, of course, ringing in the ears, that generally does happen. Yes. <laughs> okay. Quite often. Yeah. Um, after a head injury. Um, and we see that quite often as well. Um, and but I think that's where the statement came, I had my bell rung. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
because pe- that's the first thing people noticed when they hit their heads is they'd hear the ringing. They hear the, the ringing. ringing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you can have nausea, vomiting. Um, your speech can be slurred. Um, you can, you know, somebody can ask you a question and maybe you don't respond in appropriate manner. or Maybe you don't respond in a timely manner. Um, you know, your response to those questions is, is somewhat impaired. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you might look like you're dazed. <laughs> okay. Um, you might have, we see this co- commonly too, double vision. Yeah. After head injury. Mm-hmm. Um, and you might feel just really tired. Um, you know, just looking at all of the, all of the symptoms, um, they're, everybody pretty much agrees on, you know, the major symptoms, you know, sometimes you can have sensitivity to light. Um, Mm -hmm. Sometimes you can have trouble sleeping after a head injury, things like that. Okay. So, so if you look at all the, you know, all of the symptoms that are quote from a concussion um, that all of these organizations list, they are pretty, pretty similar among all of them. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, So those are the kind of the major um, symptoms that, that you would find um, after a concussion. And, you know, just to give you a little bit of a, um, a background, you know, when you hit your head, and we'll go over that a little bit more, um, or you maybe you don't hit your head, but a concussion is, there's a, there's a chemical imbalance that happens in the brain. Okay. Um, so, because of that imbalance, it can affect your memory. It can affect your orientation. Um, you can lose consciousness. Um, it, you know, it's just like if you if you think of you know an electrical line, you know, outside your house, and it gets hit by lightning, and then it starts to spark and all this stuff. Um, that's kind of what's going on in your brain. Your 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 pathways are all disrupted, and and your brain is trying to be like, okay, what just happened, and how can we heal? Um, and so that that it just it's that chemical reaction that causes um, those problems to start existing. Yeah. So one of the things that um, I want to bring up about concussion too is. It doesn't necessarily all that there are a lot of physical thinking and remembering social and emotional, uh, feeling more emotional. They cry easier, mm-hmm. um, irritable or easily, um, agitated. Um, a lot of anxiety because things don't make sense for some reason, you know, um, sadness, you know, again, that goes to that. I'm just sad. I cry at everything. Mm -hmm. And sleep. We talked about that. The sleep patterns are disrupted. But that doesn't necessarily have to happen right away. That's the other misnomer Mm -hmm. is, wait a minute, they walked away from the accident. They went home. It wasn't until later that night or the next day or the next week that they started having these symptoms. So it couldn't have been associated with the incident, whatever that incident was. But that's just not the case um, because of that chemical imbalance and because of other factors, um, they may not appear right away or they may not be relevant right away. So if we go back to an accident, whether it be 
a work accident or a car accident, whatever, there may be head trauma, but maybe there are other things going on. So the relevancy is let's make sure to get that broken bone set. Let's make sure that the spine, spinal column isn't injured. Mm-hmm. Let's make sure, you know, X, Y, and Z. So nobody's really looking at how the patient's responding. And of course, then you've got that adrenaline rush of, oh my gosh, what's happening to me? And this is in more of a severe case. It can be something as simple as at home where you hit your head or you something happened and you fell and you get a big headache and you just like, okay, I'm going to go lay down. But it isn't until, you know, two, three days later that you're finding the headache hasn't gone away. Uh, now I'm having sensitivity to light mm-hmm. or sensitivity to sound um, or, you know, all these other things that, that can possibly occur. Um, so again, it doesn't have to happen right away to, to have to be correlated or back to that concussion. So that's really an important thing to think about. And then, mm-hmm. um, symptoms generally do improve over time. If you run, if you follow up a concussion protocol, and sometimes even if you don't, a lot of times people will just say, I'm going to just, I hit my head. I got a headache. I just not, I'm just going to hang out this weekend. I'm just going to not do a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, most people with a mild concussion or a mild TBI, by the way, um, I, ha- I do not like that term. I've said it before and, and Dr. Schmidt knows this because for, for an individual who goes from one minute being highly active, engaged, you know, highest level of their professional career to the next minute not being able to string together a sentence. There's nothing mild about that. Right. So I usually like to just use the term concussion, but it coincides with a mild TBI in the literature. So, um, so again, they'll feel better in a couple of weeks, but some actually will feel worse. They get worse. Right. And again, this isn't because of something else. It's because the brain is just not healing properly. Something happened in that chemical imbalance and it hasn't corrected itself. Right. So, um, and each person is different. Um, we've said there was the statement, if you've seen one concussion, you've seen one concussion. And I, I really do believe that's true because while we have this criteria of this and this and this, it doesn't mean that every person's going to have every single one of those. And it doesn't mean that they have to have every single one of them. Right. It means that these are things that we know generally are associated with head trauma of some kind. So that's, that's really important to remember. And the other thing that I, I kind of want to bring up because this comes up with us at Arizona balance and hearing a lot. And that is, um, people 
who have sustained a concussion and go through a concussion protocol and rehab are doing a lot of it one-on-one. So they go in, they see the doctor, they go in, they see the therapist, they go in and see the, uh, there's sometimes vision problems. So they go in and see the vision therapist for what we call uh, convergence or uh, convergence and efficiencies. So their eyes are not moving the way they have. That's one of the big signs of concussion that they look at is when did their eyes converge? And they see all these people and they go through rehab and they, they do well. And then they say, okay, you're fine. You can go back. And, and the patient themselves don't feel fine. There's they don't feel fine. Right. They, maybe they're living alone at home and they don't feel fine, but maybe they're living with a family or their friends come over or something is happening and they, they're like, I don't want to be around these people. I don't know why. Um, I cry all the time. I, I don't know what's going on, right? But physically, they look fine. And the other thing that uh, even at the time of the concussion and afterwards, nine times out of 10, they're going to do a CT scan or an MRI scan. Studies have shown that in a concussion, you're not going to find anything on a CT scan or an MRI scan. It's really, I hate to say this, in my opinion, this is my opinion, it is literally to avoid a lawsuit that these are being ordered because we know they're going to come out normal. So now you've been told your CT scan is normal, your MRI is normal, your neurological exam is normal, and you've you've met all your goals in speech therapy Mm -hmm. and and physical therapy and Mm -hmm. vision and all this kind of stuff. So you're normal. And maybe your family hears, you're normal. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I am not normal. Right. There is nothing normal about how I'm feeling. And then they say, okay, now you get to go back to work. Sometimes they say, well, we'll go back four hours. But a lot of times it's go back to work. And they go back to work and we live in an auditory environment. Everything is what we hear. And they go back into this auditory environment and they cannot make sense of it. Period. So one of the things that really gets, I believe, missed with concussed patients is what we call acquired auditory processing disorder. And we've talked about this. Now, does everyone have it? No, not everyone has it. Just like not everyone has every sign of concussion. Right. But if you're going into a situation and you're feeling like, or your loved one is telling you, I, I just, you know, can you tell me that again? Or I, I don't know. I just, I can't, go to that restaurant. I don't like going to that family party or turn the TV down or mm-hmm. um, I, I don't want to have this conversation or they're slow to respond. That was one of the things Dr. Schmidt mentioned, their executive functioning. They're, so figuring out the response of a question right. or answering it totally inappropriately. And when I mean inappropriately, it's like, what? I, that's not what I asked. 
But what I always tell patients or families of patients is, but that's what they heard. It may not be what you asked, but that's what they heard. Mm-hmm. So now we got to figure out where that disconnect is. So that is another area that you you want to be cognizant of when you're going through your therapies. And it may be difficult, but put yourself in some of those situations before you get discharged to say, listen, this isn't, this isn't working for me. Because once you're discharged from care and you go back to work, everybody's going to think you're fine and you know you're not fine. And then that's really when the stress and the anxiety just becomes worse and accumulates. And now it's a situation of, I must be crazy or it must be me. I don't know what's going on. Um, I don't know how many times, probably every time where I've gone through a history with a, uh, an acquired APD where either there's relief from the patient because, oh my gosh, yes, this is what's happening. Or there's tears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly what's happening to me. Right. So we really have to be careful of using criteria to, to just narrowly put people in boxes because one concussion is one concussion. So you have to be able to look beyond that and see what that whole person is doing. And if you are someone who's experienced a concussion or you live with someone or know of someone that has, um, first of all, number one, give them grace, give yourself grace and mercy. And then two, just be patient and, and say, Hey, go back and say, I do not feel right. These are this, this is what I'm experiencing. And maybe it isn't an auditory situation. Maybe it is, you know, I hit my head at work and I don't want to go back to that desk. I'm fearful going back to my desk. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a legitimate fear. So maybe you need to talk to someone about it. Uh, so right. again, don't, don't assume that just because they said that you're normal, that you're normal, <laughs> if you don't feel that way, right. if you're not ready to return, if we, you need some more time to heal or a different therapy protocol. So, yeah. Right. So, I mean, when you have a concussion, um, it goes by symptoms, right? Like right. you were saying, like the MRI, the CT scan will be normal. Um, it's going by the symptoms, just like a lot of different things that go wrong in our bodies. It's all about the symptoms. There's no test to say, oh yes, here, this is what we see. We see a concussion or we see right. whatever. So it goes by the symptoms. Um, and so largely you, you, you go through those symptoms that that are most obvious first, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, so the headache, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. you know, the the vision issues, all of those that are, you know, pressing, you know, and you notice those things right away. And then the other things come later as as you've gone through all the therapies and then, and then all of a sudden you are like, okay, well, I haven't been in this situation for a while. And you go in that situation, you're like, whoa, yeah, what is going on? Mm-hmm. What is going on? Right. Um, 
So we wish that we could see um, what internally is going on in the brain. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are some specific, you know, highly specialized um, MRIs that can look at nerve fibers and things like that, but they're only done on re- done for research right now, mm-hmm. um, where they can see the deterioration of those pathways, which mm-hmm. is super interesting. So maybe in the future sometime. Yeah. Um, but right now, um, you know, you get your standard MRI. It's just like, hey, do you have a brain? Yes or no? Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. And usually the answer is yes. Yes. <laughs> so this is good. Um, but when you're, when we're thinking about a concussion, um, what we're, what is a concussion? So you have your brain, it's kind of suspended in, in this, layer of fluid. Okay. So you have your skull, fluid, brain. Okay. So when you, when you hit your head or when your head moves really fast and then stops, what happens is your brain pushes into that fluid and then crashes into your skull. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so not a good situation. Um, that's what initially causes all of the reaction to happen, the chemical mm-hmm. reactions that happen because the brain's like, whoa, I was just way displaced and, and now I, 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 I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that is what definitely a concussion is, is when that, you know, you have, you're going at a certain speed, you stop, stop abruptly and then, um, but your brain doesn't. Okay. And it crashes into the skull. Um, you can have that with like a car accident. You can have that with like whiplash. Okay. Mm -hmm. Going back and forth, um, with your head with a car accident. It could be, um, any kind of accident, really. It could be a sports injury. It could be a slip. It could be a fall. Um, you know, one time I fell on the ice, I hit my head, mm-hmm. but I had a big ponytail to protect me a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> so, um, so you, you never know what's going to happen. You don't always have to hit your head. Um, but even in the inner part of the ear, um, again, you know, you have that motion and that sudden stop can cause what we call a shearing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we have those little sensory cells inside. They're very sensitive. Um, and they're, they're, um, they want to be, you know, going with the motion of the body. And if everything stops all of a sudden and those shear, that can give you hearing loss. Mm-hmm. Okay. It can give you permanent hearing loss. Yes. Um, if those sensory cells die. Um, same with your balance system. Your balance system can be totally disrupted. Um, you can have per- permanent weaknesses in one side, both sides. You can have central balance issues, which is a brain, um, you know, misfunction now with the pathways going up the brain. Okay. So there's, um, there's a lot of different factors that can be caused by concussion. Um, and so as far as the, the balance, the balance would be one of them that you would notice pretty quickly. Um, the hearing, um, if you have actually had hearing loss, maybe you would notice it at first, but maybe other things would be more pressing. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as the auditory processing, um, from your experience, I think that's one of the last things last. <laughs> that mm-hmm. people, that people notice, unfortunately, yeah. um, when they're like, Oh, okay, well they say everything is good. I'm just going to go back to my normal life and 
mm-hmm. something doesn't work out. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can have a brain concussion. You can have an inner ear concussion. Um, but, you know, with your concussions, you, you know, obviously want to progress and you want them to get better in the next few weeks. That's mm-hmm. ideal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so if they're prolonged, um, over and over again, longer and longer again, then, um, then we know something's not right. Something's not healing. Okay. Right. Your brain is now reorganizing. Um, and then cognitively it is struggling. Okay. Mm-hmm. To make sense of everything again. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that in a nutshell is what a concussion is. It's yeah. your brain slamming against your skull, which right. is never have a good result. Right. <laughs> And um, there also is what we call contra-coup injury, and that is when the brain slams in one side of the skull and then goes back and slams in the back part. Mm-hmm. So two injuries. So uh, those are pretty significant and uh, can create a lot of damage internally with the brain. Um, so we always want to look for... Um, if they're not healing, is that a reason for it? Um, <clears throat> I know that when patients come in to see me, I ask them to literally show me where they believe their head hit. Mm-hmm. And then I literally try to reenact the motion and ask them, does this seem like this is possible? And people say, well, why do you do that? And I say, because I want to know. I want to visualize, because that's kind of who I am. I want to visualize what is the brain doing mm-hmm. during that time. And so uh, if you were hit on the left side and I'm doing um, long loop testing, so that long loop of the um, body would be like uh, hands, feet, that type of thing, um, and the injury on the left side, and I see that there's uh, a slowness on the right side, that makes sense to me because of the crossover effect of the brain. So I know that that the concussion had to have happened, um, what I always call, say, north of, right. that, that crossover. So <clears throat> we're always looking at things like that to try to determine how best to move that patient forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and we try different things because sometimes what ha- works really well on one doesn't work on the other. Uh, and so we need to keep an open mind about uh, what we're doing. I, I had one patient and I said, I'm going to be totally honest with you. I don't know if this is going to work. But if you're willing to work with me, I'm willing to try. And for her, it worked really well, but she was very motivated to to work through it. But again, sometimes we just don't know, and we just have to try. And the other thing I want to bring up is, and I think, not I think, I know we've learned this, learned this through um, the studies done on professional football players. It is not the first concussion that's going to cause you it can cause you a lot of injuries. Mm-hmm. But if there is a second, that is what's going to really sustain some of the symptoms longer. Um, example, one of our patients fell, hit the back of the head, 
sustained a concussion, recovered from the concussion, was driving back to work and gets rear-ended. And there's the second one. Now, the head didn't hit, but you had that force, that whiplash force of that movement. And three, two years later, still trying to recover. So it's the multiples. It's, you know, the first one, a little easier to recover depending on the damage. But it's that Mm. second one. Now you can say, well, wait a minute. I had one, you know, 20 years ago and one 10 years ago. And now I had, you know, so you're telling me not necessarily, you know, um, I'm talking about when you're in that recovery stage, um, that second one or the third. And the other thing that we've learned through um, professional football players is um, first and foremost, um, I'm very, very grateful to the families of these, the deceased players who've allowed for autopsies Mm -hmm. because that's when we find out the most information. And what we find is through them is multiple concussions create difficulties or damage to the brain. And then sooner or later, it starts to what we call atrophy or shrink or change or die. And again, by the time you're going to see this on an MRI, it's way past the recovery time. And so... Um, I think we've learned a lot um, from um, professional football. Um, Terrible lesson to learn. There was many lives hurt by it and lost by it. But it only helps us to grow more in what we're doing and and be more conscious. Now, ironically, um, because you and I work in this field, um, I did not allow my son to play football i said well you can play soccer i and i say ironically because he sustained two concussions while playing soccer so (laughs) so and this is from a mom who wouldn't let him head the ball till his neck was in full strength and i mean everything so we just never know but it's how we are able to move forward from those now his two concussions were eight 19 months apart he recovered fully from the one and he he was not able to go back until he recovered fully um and again that's another thing as a as a parent um you have to decide you know what's really important um you know having your kid on the field and even when other people are wanting them on the field or what's gonna you know his recovery time and so um it, it was always his recovery time which was not something you know i can play i can play i can play no you can't no you can't no you can't so but you know as parents when we're deciding i i don't necessarily think you shouldn't put your kid into football now because they're gonna get i mean we've had uh swimmers come up from the pool and hit the top of the the bottom of the um starter block Mm -hmm. and get a concussion so i mean it 
it's just one of those things. We don't know how it's going to happen. We don't know when it's going to happen. Um, I, you know, um, cheerleading, <laughs> the flyers getting right. dropped. Right. I always, I used to say, I, oops, we're, we're in the new season because we're seeing more of them because you've got new team, not used to each other. Right. And the person going up is being dropped. So it's not just football. Um, right. We've just learned a lot from football. Right. And I think that's what's important to yeah. say. And we, we target football too, because we see these players and we see them, you know, jumping up to get the ball and they're sacrificing their body as they're coming down uh -huh. and they're not hitting their head, but their body is hitting the ground. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so there is that sudden change in motion. So an object that is in motion wants to stay in motion. Right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, um, so your brain at that point, you hit the ground and yeah, you're, I mean, your brain can, you know, hit your skull at that point as well. And so that just happens over and over. And that's just part of the game, even, even if you don't actually hit your head. Right. So, and that just happens over and over and over and over mm -hmm. every time you're playing. Yep. Yeah. So, so I think that's one of the, you know, football's so exciting to watch um, and I love it, but, right. um, but it's just, it, it just puts it at one of those most dangerous sports. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And for young ladies, it's w women's soccer mm -hmm. because of the, the muscular of the neck hasn't fully developed until they're older. Right. And so just that head being sloshed around. But it's not just sports, folks. It's not mm -hmm. just sports. It's hitting your head on a cabinet. It is motor vehicle accidents. It is falling from a ladder it can be um ah oh, i had a preschool teacher where a three-year-old you know knocked head knocked into her nose and everybody said there's no way that she, you know this poor woman nobody would listen to her mm -hmm. um so it could be a lot of different things um and and it can be something i've never even thought of at this point but your dog hitting you your dog hitting you, yes. Jumping up on you. Uh -huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Happened to me. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. So. Unexpected. Very, yeah, unexpected. <laughs> so you're doing something and, and your head, your head, your neck, whatever, it's just not stable and ready for it. Right. Yeah. So again, you know, um, what we're saying here is we're not diagnosing it. We're telling you some of the things to look for. Um, do seek help, do seek care, and, 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 uh, you know, know that just because somebody told you, um, well, you didn't hit your head, or, well, you didn't hit it that hard, or, um, the, the car wasn't that damaged. I, I just, that, that one doesn't, but I loved your comment. Susan, uh, that you had said, it's not, uh, the better question is not where the, how damaged was the car is what damage happened to the person, right? Not the vehicle. <laughs> I mean, oh my goodness. And you know, it's interesting too, because, um, a lot of the concussion 
symptoms show up when you move your head because it's that visual stability. We talked about how the eyes are connected and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's when you move your head. So nine times out of 10, or maybe eight times out of 10, I have no idea, uh, when you're driving by a vehicle or uh, accident, and, and hopefully you don't see a lot of them, but they're on the stretcher. What do they have on their necks? Right. So they have a collar on. Yeah. You know, because, okay, maybe something happened to the spine. Right. Right. Which is important, yes. by the way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We agree with that. So they, they take him to the ER, they ask questions, and they leave them in the, the, the collar, mm-hmm. and then they do their evalu- neuro evaluation, and they say they're not concussed. But then they take the collar off to do a CT scan or an MRI or whatever the case may be, and now all of a sudden the, the, the person is nauseous, and dizzy and they have an extreme headache. Well, the headache, okay. So now that's three symptoms of a concussion. Mm -hmm. But they take it down and they put them back in the collar because they want to make sure. Right. And they send them on their way and they say they had a normal neuro exam. No, they didn't have a normal neuro exam. (laughs) They had a normal neuro exam with a collar on. Right. But we don't walk around with collars. We walk around moving our head. Right. And, and that's, um, that I think is a big misnomer um, to those that go in and do ER neuro exams. Um, that that if, if they are in a cervical collar, you really can't do a neuro exam. Um, which you and I have seen over and over and over again. This is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. So I hope you thought you've all found this a little bit helpful. Um, and um, and I just want to say uh, we'll go on to the next one: tips and tricks. And this kind of goes to that. If you you or a loved one has sustained a concussion, or you think that you might that might be the case. Document the symptoms and keep telling someone until they believe you. you Don't, don't think you have to live with it and don't think that, um, there's something wrong with you. Well, there is, but it's not, it's something that you need to seek help for. Right. Because nobody else can see it. So it's your perception. Okay. So you have to advocate for yourself and say, no, something, something's not right. Right. Something is not right. Exactly. And keep telling somebody until. Mm -hmm. Don't wait for a year or two years or three years. Yeah. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, we also have a quote of the day for today um, from the USA Football and CDC. Um, Unlike a broken ankle or other injuries you can feel with your hands or see with an x-ray, a concussion is a disruption of how the brain works. We can't see it. Nope. It's just all by function. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I would like to thank... Dr. Schmidt, for joining me today and what I believe is a very important um, topic. And I'd like to thank you, our listeners, 
and if you have any questions for us at ABHA, please post them on our Facebook page or email us at questions at Arizona, Arizona spelled out, balance.com. Also, don't forget to hit subscribe as we are always talking about different topics and you don't want to miss any of our future episodes. And for a free copy of Dr. Day's book, Re-Engage with Life and Family, just visit our website at azbalanceandhearing.com. So Arizona is abbreviated, azbalanceandhearing.com, and click the box requesting a free copy. Or you can call our office at 602-265-9000 to request a free copy that way as well. Just say you've heard it on one of our podcasts. Remember, hearing care is health care, and treating your hearing loss is the number one modifiable risk factor for reducing your risk of developing dementia. Treating your hearing loss has also been shown to reduce the risk of falls, decrease the experience of tinnitus, increase your social engagement, and decrease depression. Don't put it off any longer. I'd like to thank Robin for joining us today. It's always a pleasure to see you, Robin. Great to see you ladies as well. And she always helps me out when I mess up, which is a lot. And I'd like to thank uh, Dave Pratt, Star Worldwide Networks, for allowing us to use his wonderful studio to um, produce our podcast to all of you. And finally, you, our listeners, ABHA, partnering with you to better balance, better hearing, Better life. Thank you for listening to the ABHA Listen and Learn podcast with Dr. Dana Day and Dr. Susan Schmidt. Join us next time as we discuss the latest issues related to hearing and balance health care. Plus, hear any of our past episodes on demand 24 7 on StarWorldWideNetworks.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.